Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to be talking about prayer, and this is called an invitation to prayer. So, prayer really is about faith and intimacy. We come to God with faith and by faith because we're not just speaking into the air. We really are speaking to someone who's there. He's there, he hears, and he knows how to deliver. And apart from faith, we can't be effective in our prayer life. Faith gives us a confidence that we are praying in his will, that we have his indwelling spirit in us who enables us to pray. And in fact, Romans 8, 26 and 27 talks about how the Holy Spirit is interceding in and through us um, for the will of God. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 tells us he is able to do exceedingly far beyond what we could ask or think. But the Holy Spirit knows how to stir those prayers in us to get us to ask uh, some of those great things. And so this has a lot to do with our imagination, which I'll talk about in a minute, and our beliefs about what God is capable of what he really wants to do, who he is. And so um, it's about, I said, faith uh, and intimacy. Intimacy is just that conversation with God as with one we love, our Abba Father, who we know and who we understand wants to talk to us and wants to listen to us. He's the one inviting us to the throne room. It's a two-way conversation, talking and listening. And how we pray is determined to a great extent by what we believe about God, what we believe his nature is. And do we believe that he wants to hear us? Do we believe that he knows every intent of our heart? Do we believe he's with us? Do we believe uh, that he moves mountains, that he heals, that he parts seas? Is this our God? Do we know his nature and his character when we come to him? Because when we come to him, we want to come to him as he really is and know that he is so good, so faithful, so willing, and and, and so willing to be influenced by us, which is just amazing. And um, so we are influenced by what we know and believe about the Lord. A.W. Tozer said that what comes to our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So just pause a minute. What comes to your mind when you think about God? Is your image of him one of goodness and greatness? So, wow, we may need to shift our thinking a bit, right? We may need to ask him to enlarge our vision of him and enlarge our heart uh, so that our attitude to him can be uh, as one who is the good, good father and the healer. And then we can learn to pray more effectively because we know who we're coming to as we intercede. So prayer is a habit. It's a holy habit, but it's so much more than that. It should be our heart's delight as we're in tune with the Lord. 
and we need to learn to pray boldly and confidently because we can pray from our position, which is seated with Christ in heavenly places, and we can pray with the confidence that we know that we're his. We're his sons and daughters. We're his beloved ones, and we're coming to our Father. Uh, Proverbs 15, 8 says he delights in the prayer of the upright. He delights in our prayers. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Um, Hebrews 4.16 tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. We're to come with great confidence and great boldness, knowing the one on the throne has his arms extended to meet us. We don't have to come reluctantly. We don't have to come uh, with a sense of disappointment. We don't have to come... Uh, with a sense of shame either because of what we're asking or with a sense of uncertainty. In fact, if we have any of those things and any known sins, that's the first thing we bring to him is these things. We've got to offload that um, and bring our repentance so that we are clear to pray with confidence. Martin Luther said, prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance but laying hold of God's willingness. Isn't that beautiful? We don't have to overcome reluctance on his part to hear an answer. It's, we, we've got to understand our heart has to believe he's so willing and that he is so approachable that he invites us to come. So Agnes Sanford suggests four helpful steps in prayer. And I think these are just so simple but just really um, can be helpful. So the first she says is, be still, be still. Come in childlike faith, in childlike confidence, and just be still before the Father. Know him, make contact. Second thing is pray this, Lord, increase in me your life-giving power. Increase in me your life-giving power. Oswald Chambers said, prayer is the way that the life of God in us, in, in us is nourished. Lord, nourish that life within me. Then the third thing is, believe his power is within. Believe and accept it with faith and gratefulness. We believe when we ask, we believe he's filling us. We believe his presence is with us. Um, and we ask that his light in us increases more and more. We ask, Lord, lead this prayer. Show me what I don't know. Open the eyes of my heart more. And then the fourth thing she said is, observe God at work by deciding on something specific to ask and trust him for, something tangible and something specific. And then she also adds, ask for guidance and strength for the day. You know, he's promised he will lead our steps and that he will strengthen our heart with his grace so we can come and always ask him for that. Sometimes we don't ask because we're afraid we'll be disappointed. We make the mistake of letting our past, letting circumstances, letting past disappointments really direct our future, and that includes our prayer life. And so um, that's not to be the case. James says, you have not because you ask not. That's pretty simple and straightforward. 
come and ask the Lord. And if we ask amiss, he'll correct us. Uh, we can come and we can just say one word. One word can pierce heaven. Jesus, help, have mercy. And he hears us. In Matthew 21, 22, it's the passage where Jesus is talking about uh, a mountain can be moved. And in the message, it says, absolutely everything ranging from small to large, as you make it part of your believing prayer, gets included as you lay hold of God. I love that. So I wanna uh, just get practical here for a minute and say, I really wanna encourage you to pray the scriptures. It is so powerful. And I believe the Lord loves to hear his word believed and prayed back to him. Uh, we receive it and then we say, Lord, fulfill it. So here's just a few of my favorites. Uh, I pray Isaiah 54, Lord, awaken me morning by morning. Awaken my ear to hear as a disciple. Psalm 90, 17, let his favor rest on us. Establish the work of our hands. We can pray that for ourselves. We can pray that for others. Psalm 86, 11, teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Uh, and then, of course, Ephesians 3.16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power by his spirit in your inner person, that you may be able to comprehend that, sorry, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. What a prayer to pray over yourself and to pray over others. It's, it's beautiful. It's powerful. And then I want to say, pray the Lord's Prayer often as well. It is just chock full of all the spiritual disciplines. There's a confession, there's forgiveness, there's uh, uh, praise and worship, there is um, asking for provision and um, uh, prayers for uh, about temptation and protection and so on. It's a, it's a good prayer to pray and pray it in different translations. We can pray that prayer in so many other passages of scripture. Pray the word out loud. Okay. And let me just add, when we are praying, we have to discipline our feelings. We may or may not feel some exalted feeling from prayer, right? We come and we come by faith and in faith. And so we discipline our feelings because we're coming with a simplicity of trust. Another kind of warning is don't, don't pray your fear. Don't pray your dread. Don't pray out of dread. Our heart symbolizes in images. And it is so important when we pray to use our imagination in a holy way. It's an image-making uh, faculty in our soul. And so don't pray dread images that just gives undue influence. We want to pray and create and hold good images in our heart. So if you're praying for someone who's sick, what can you do? 
you can see them or that part of their body well, and you can hold that image up to the Lord. If there's a need for provision, you can see that coming in. And sometimes the Lord will give you a literal picture of it. I remember one time seeing a, a literal key handed to a man and someone gave him a key to a car because he needed a car. And so we hold that up before the Lord. I see that key being given to him, Lord. Thank you. And we just start thanking him for what he's doing until we see it happen. We just keep thanking him. Um, and when we use our imagination in times of prayer, we can be really effective. We can see what we're praying for. We can hold it to the Lord. So let me circle back a minute to his approachability. His approachability. We present his name, the name of Jesus, and that's how we can come. He welcomes us. We don't, we don't beg. We have the Holy Spirit within empowering our prayers. Therefore, we can be very bold and very confident and know when I come, he receives me. I come uh, through his blood, not my own righteousness, but his righteousness and his authority. And my prayers can be without limit because the Holy Spirit is without limit. So I can ask greatly of the Lord. Prayer also has to do with our character. It's part of how we live our daily life. In the book, I prayed, he answered, uh, Vaswig wrote, my words are but the smallest part of prayer. The essence of prayer is living in a loving relationship with God. I believe that's how we can do what Ephesians 6, 8 says, praying at all times in the Spirit, because we're living inhabited by the Holy Spirit and abiding in Him. And wonderful fruit can come from a life lived in faithful perseverance in prayer. So our character really matters. So approachability. I was talking to a friend of mine who's an intercessor last week, and I said, Sharon, what would you tell people about prayer? And she said, oh, tell them, just talk to God. He wants to listen and he wants to talk. So just talk to God. So St. Teresa of Avila in her autobiography said her approach to prayer was to live in Jesus' company as with a friend in conversation. Just talk to him. She wrote, live in his presence, talk to him, ask him for the things we need, tell him about the things that are making us suffer, so share our joy with him instead of letting them drive him from our thoughts without looking for well-turned phrases in our prayer, but finding the words that express our desires and needs. Make this effort to live in his precious company. So for her, prayer was just searching for the one who heard her. So I bless you as you consider these things and hope you'll take them to heart and I'll see you next time.